Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated, and this is your World Weather Update here for Wednesday, January the 24th. I'm going to start off looking at the upper air wind flow pattern across North America, and I uh, just want to point out the deep trough of low pressure that's over the uh, uh, southwest corner of the country. Uh, this trough of low pressure will send a little disturbances up into uh, the southeastern plains, the Delta the Tennessee River Basin area, which is why we're getting the greater amounts of rain occurring in those areas right now. Now, that's where we are initially. Let's see what happens as time moves along. I should also point out that the jet stream is a bit disjointed. It's not consolidated. So you can see that there's a, a little disturbance up here in Canada, but uh, their moisture for this disturbance in Canada is minimal because of the big stormer storm system that's in the Southern United States. So it's blocking the Gulf of Mexico moisture from coming up very far to the north. So we do expect uh, moisture in the U.S., but not so much in Canada. As we move forward in time, the first trough of low pressure goes ahead and moves through the Midwest and the Delta. A new system comes in right behind it, which produces the second wave of energy that moves through the Delta and into the lower and eastern parts of the U.S. Midwest as we get out into the uh, weekend, or at least Friday going into the weekend. And after that system passes is when we go into a little bit more of a consolidated jet stream pattern and a drier weather scenario begins to evolve. Uh, the jet stream consolidates. We get a ridge of high pressure over the interior western United States and North America in general. <clears throat> and that creates a northwest flow, which sends uh, drier air and cooler air into the eastern part of the continent. As we go ahead and move into the second week of the forecast, that theme seems to prevail. However, there is a big uh, insurgence of stormy weather that begins to occur coming in here uh, as we get out towards the 1st of February. And the, the water temperatures out there between Hawaii and Southern California are really quite warm with the upper air wind flow pattern dropping down so that it goes over that water area. It's going to drag a lot of moisture with it, and so we're going to see an increase in precipitation in the southwestern part of the United States and in Mexico and eventually into the U.S. Plains in that first week of February. So as time moves along, that uh, troughiness does reach the uh, Pacific coast. Now you can see the ridge gets shifted way off into the eastern part of the country, so all the heat goes with it, so we will see cooling out in the western part of the North American continent, especially western United States, and as we go ahead and finish out the second week of the two-week outlook, uh, we end up with a split jet stream pattern again with ridginess in Canada, troughiness over the southern United States. So again, all the moisture of significance will be in the southern states, northern states will be drier by, so will Canada. And we will have temperatures that are probably a little bit milder as we get out towards the 10th of February. So that's kind of the scenario for North America. While we're doing this, let's go check out South America real quick, and uh, we can uh, get a quick idea of what's going to be happening there. You know, Argentina is in a bit of a drier mode right now, and uh, the primary reason for that is this higher pressure that's present. You've got a trough of low pressure over southern parts of Brazil, and that is keeping all the moisture tied up in Brazil. And so ridginess is allowed to build up across Argentina. And you can see that ridge becomes stronger as we move forward into the end of this work week and uh, dominates most of Argentina. And so while the upper level cutoff low over southern Brazil gets rather large in size, 
all the moisture associated with it is going to be more in Brazil's north rather than in the south. And Argentina gets caught up in a dry weather pattern that lasts much longer than just a few days. As time moves along, uh, the uh, cutoff low pressure system begins to open up and shift off to the southeast. But the ridge in Argentina stays in place. And as long as that's the case, we're going to continue to have below normal precipitation. It's not until we get into the first days of February that uh, the weather pattern starts to look a little bit more normal-ish. And uh, so the chances for rain will begin to increase in Argentina as we get out into the first days of February. But it's not a real healthy opportunity uh, because we do still have this high pressure system that's off the Chile coast and it does extend uh, across Argentina. And so it is going to still inhibit uh, the rain prospects for a little while longer. The model goes ahead and ends in the same kind of mode. So that's pretty much the scenario for them. And then uh, because of Brazil's cutoff low pressure system in the first half of the forecast, all of the more significant rain is going to be up across the northern parts of Brazil and not in the south. So we will see that drying tendency. It's not until uh, this uh, low pressure system breaks down as we get out in the first days of February that we introduce the opportunity for better rainfall potentials again in center west center, and far southern, southern, southern portions of Brazil. And uh, so that's a good 10 days out at least. And uh, still there's some uh, questions to whether or not there will be significant moisture at that point in time or not. All right, with that said, let's go and jump into the past weather here and see how we did yesterday uh, in Brazil. We certainly did get precipitation to occur across a fair amount of uh, Brazil's key crop areas. Uh, the precipitation was most concentrated from Goiás into Sao Paulo and from there into Bahia. Uh, although the Sao Paulo precipitation was pretty limited, and so was it that which occurred in Goya. So it was really mostly Minas Gerais and eastern Sao Paulo uh, up into Tocantins that saw the greatest rains, one to two inches uh, of rain being reported in that region with a few amounts upwards to you know, maybe 2.4 inches. You can see the moisture profile yesterday, uh, still showing that dry bias in Bahia and parts of northern Minas Gerais. Uh, but that area will be targeted for the greater precipitation as we go forward now through the next 10 days because of that big upper level low pressure system that's going to dominate uh, the uh, southern part of Brazil uh, that will likely bring uh, moisture and a frontal boundary in across these northern areas. And so we'll end up with frequent showers and thunderstorms uh, throughout this region. So uh, Bahia will see improvement. So will uh, parts of northern Minas Gerais. Uh, southern Brazil will dry down for a while, so we'll want to kind of keep an eye on Mato Grosso de Sul since they're already running a little light on subsoil or on top and subsoil moisture. Uh, same thing can be said for Paraná, at least western Paraná and parts of southwestern Sao Paulo. Argentina was dry yesterday. Uh, temperatures were seasonable, and it looks like uh, the forecast map is pretty much as I described to you a moment ago. Uh, we're basically looking at very little precipitation in Argentina, uh, Uruguay, Paraguay. And we'd have that drier, biased environment there from Sao Paulo into southwestern Mato Grosso. In the meantime, all the greater rains are going to be concentrated in that north area. And uh, we'll see quite a bit of moisture occurring in that particular region, maybe two to six, uh, sorry, three to six inches, with some local totals of eight inches or more possible over the 10-day period coming up. Now, all the rain doesn't occur on one or two particular days. So it's spread out over a multiple-day period that should help to prevent any kind of epic type flood from occurring, but local flooding will be possible. 
The temperatures will be cooler biased uh, in southern Brazil, northeastern Argentina and neighboring areas as we go forward to the next five days. But the heat in southwestern Buenos Aires will be expanding to the north as that high pressure ridge builds in. And so Argentina will be much warmer than usual as we go into the six to 10 day period. And it stays that way all the way out through the second week of the outlook. Uh, there will be a chance for some rain in days uh, 11 through 15, but at this point, I don't see it as being heavy rain, and so we might see a little bit of a cool down on temperatures, but not a lot. Brazil's temperatures should stay mostly seasonable. In the U.S., it's about the heavy rain event that's taking place across parts of eastern Texas, the Delta, and Tennessee River Basin area that did get started in the last day and a half. We have seen some significant amounts of moisture. In fact, uh, over the two-day period ending at dawn today, you can clearly see that uh, there, the corridor of heaviest rain uh, producing amounts in the range of two to four inches, uh, actually two to five inches. And then we've got some uh, locally greater amounts, seven to 10 inches occurring in eastern parts of Texas uh, and uh, over six inches occurring in uh, some areas farther to the north. So uh, certainly abundant precipitation. This area is going to persist for a while, maybe drift a little bit off to the east. And uh, so we'll see an expansion of the wet conditions to include parts of Mississippi and Tennessee eventually. And if you recall, when we looked at that weather map, upper uh, air wind flow pattern from North America, it did suggest that the, uh, uh, there will be a return of wet weather in the Southern United States in the second week of the outlook. So we'll see this big rain event occurring into Saturday, maybe early Sunday in the Delta. It'll dissipate after that. We'll see five or six days of drying, and then we'll start the rains again. Temperatures yesterday, mostly uh, warmer than normal over a big part of the country. Uh, not quite as anomalously warm as they will be here soon. The temperatures over the next five days are going to be well above normal for most of North America, but especially the eastern part of the continent. As we go into the six to 10 day period, it's going to be all about Canada and the northern and central parts of the U.S. where we will see those temperatures way above normal. Only place where it's going to be cooler than usual will be in Florida, and that's because of rain that will occur down that way. And uh, that certainly is non-threatening. Uh, as we finish out the second week of the outlook, if you recall, we have that stormy conditions coming into the southwestern United States, and it pushes our ridge of high pressure over the eastern part of the country, while we kind of get a broad-based area of low pressure occurring out in the western U.S. And so we cool down the west and we heat up the east. That's the way we'll end the first week of February. In Australia, uh, the soil assessment we did yesterday still shows uh, a drier, biased environment for Queensland, and that area needs a good drink of water. Look at these temperatures yesterday afternoon, just very hot across our uh, Australia. Uh, we got to 113 degrees at this one location in central Queensland, and we got up to 117 degrees in South Australia, not far from the coast. Uh, these are pretty extreme conditions and a lot of stress for livestock. Uh, quick drying of the rangeland and uh, some crops in Queensland and northern New South Wales experiencing stress because of the rapid decline in soil moisture and the heat that's occurring with it. Well, there is some help coming to Australia. It is Tronchocyclone Curly, uh, and Curly is expected to make landfall somewhere near Townsend City in Queensland, which is uh, like 
in this particular location. Uh, we do expect the storm to come in as a tropical storm, so it's not going to be a big storm in the sense of producing widespread damage, but it will bring in some heavy rain. And the path of the storm will be very interesting. Uh, it will come in, but it will curve back to the east-southeast, and so a fair amount of Queensland should get some beneficial moisture from this event. I would not be surprised to see some of the precipitation a little bit erratic, and some areas are going to do better than others. But any rain would be welcome uh, in some of these areas in Queensland. Uh, this would be beneficial for sorghum and cotton in particular, but there's peanuts that are grown in this area along with corn and so uh, soybeans uh, and uh, some sunseed. And then, of course, sugarcane is produced along the coast. And the only place where damage is likely to occur will be right near where the point of landfall will be, where there will be some high wind speeds and some excessive rain and flooding. In Europe, a, a relatively quiet day yesterday. Uh, you can see the moisture profile <clears throat> continues to uh, show some moisture uh, deficits uh, in eastern Spain, a few spots in Italy, a few more in the lower Danube River Basin. The forecast is going to put a ridge of high pressure over the western and some south-central parts of Europe over the next 10 days. This will suppress precipitation, uh, prevent any further improvement to take place in parts of Spain, Portugal, or northwestern Africa. Those areas are all going to stay dry biased, and we may see Italy firm up along with southern France as well. Uh, light precipitation will occur in waves across the uh, eastern part of Europe as we move forward in time. Temperatures in Europe will be warmer than normal. Same thing for North Africa. Uh, that's going to accelerate the drying rates between rain events. And uh, we'll need to keep an eye on the situation. Obviously, eastern Spain and Morocco, as well as northwestern Algeria, they're already too dry. And so this scenario is not going to work real well for them. But it's still the middle of winter, and there's still plenty of time for improvement to take place. All right, in the CIS, it's still a, a relatively quiet weather pattern. We are seeing waves of snow coming and going, and that's going to continue. You see the moisture profile still shows an excessively wet environment in the top and subsoil. This is something of great concern as we get closer to spring and as the active weather pattern prevails. Almost all areas to the east of the Ural Mountains will likely see more snow and some rain as we go forward through the next 10 days to two weeks. That's going to add to the already abundant snow cover that's present across this area on top of that saturated soil. So that's the reason why I keep uh, reiterating myself about the prospects for flooding in that part of the world, especially if you come into spring and we're cool and wet biased still. That is just not going to go over very well. Temperatures in, in Asia are mostly going to be close and above normal. Uh, there's going to be a few pockets that are cooler biased, but there's nothing that's really all that outstanding as far as significantly significant anomalies is concerned. In China, a relatively quiet day yesterday. You see the moisture profile has a uh, has pretty good situation in most of the rapeseed production areas, and even winter wheat is in relatively good shape. It's still pretty cold, though, in Inner Mongolia and parts of far northeastern uh, China, but all the major wheat areas either uh, were, had snow on the ground or uh, were not cold enough to be damaged. And it looks like in China, uh, the uh, forecast is going to perpetuate moisture in pretty much the same areas that have it right now. So we're not looking for a lot of change there. And then uh, South Africa, you know, the precipitation becoming more sporadic. Temperatures have not been exceptionally warm recently, but they will be warming up as time moves along. So we need to watch these Western areas that have the more limited soil 
uh, moisture situation because the crop stress will be greater in those areas. So uh, that'll be the, something we'll be watching. The eastern part of South Africa will continue to be favorably moist, and we don't expect a lot of change in the pattern uh, as we go forward through the 10 days to two weeks. In Southeast Asia, the latest soil assessment still shows abundant moisture in the top and subsoil across Indonesia and Malaysia. Uh, there's been some flooding in parts of Indonesia recently. Uh, that's raised a little bit of concern, but there hasn't been a broad-based serious flooding yet. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.